0: this is dave and i'm here with ethan and together we are dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird owl podcast episode 178 inch on this episode we
1: conclude our interview with the great polka partier himself david bloom the actor who portrays teenage al in weird the al yankovic story it's
2: david ethan's 2000 inch weird podcast about weird out seriously the whole podcast is about weird Owl. you don't have to listen but we're glad you are Steve and inch
0: weird well hello there ethan happy american thanksgiving
1: hi dave happy american thanksgiving to you too I thought we got
0: to take this holiday off.
1: Well, no, unfortunately, our podcast is essential, so we have to do it this week. Oh, really? Well, plus, we already had Canadian Thanksgiving off six weeks earlier. Oh, is that why we were off? Glad you cleared that up for me. Oh, anytime. Oh, and speaking of, I suppose it's time for What's Happening in Weird Al Related News! What's Happening in Weird Al Related News is brought to you in part by Well, Well, Well and the true legends of the once great forum Huawei in accordance with support for the rights of gays and LGBTQ+, and people who wash their hands regularly.
0: Thanks, Mark Heidenreich, for the sponsorship. Last Wednesday, the Albany New York Times Union newspaper published an article called... Weird Al Yankovic superfan gets spot in new biopic parody on their website, timesunion.com. And
1: then a few days later, in the Sunday edition of their paper, on November 20th, they
0: printed the article on the front page of their Unwind section. Written by Katherine Kiesling, the article heavily features an interview with our very own Ethan Allman about this very podcast and the story of how he and his co-host, Dave Elvis Rossi, had the opportunity to appear in the brand new smash hit film We're the Al Yankovic Story. After seeing the article, director Eric Appel let me know that he sent the article to his in-laws, who actually live really close to me, Dave. We both love this article very much, but we were both very confused by one thing that slipped through the fact-checking department.
1: Yes, it's very concerning. It lists that our intern Frank is our, quote imaginary scapegoat intern.
0: Clearly, this is our no-good, good-for-nothing, smelly intern Frank's fault. Or else, how could an error this huge be made? He is obviously and unfortunately real. But don't worry, we will be reprimanding him justly for all the pain that this has caused the readers of the Great Times Union newspaper and the entire Hearst family. Now, this article was posted over in our Facebook
1: group, group.2000inch.com, or just simply Google... Ethan Allman, Weird Al, Times Union, like a normal person of the 21st century. Huge props to fellow
0: Weird Al fan, Catherine Keesling on the awesome article.
1: As exciting as that article is and was, it's not the only place Weird Al and Weird the Al Yankovic story has been mentioned in print lately. That's right, you can read all about it in the latest issues of Rolling Stone and Variety. Where else have we seen Weird Al's name show up in print? Please share
0: with us over at group.2000inch.com. The 13th Annual Hollywood Music and Media Awards was held last Wednesday, November 16th, and Now You Know, the brand new song that appears over the end credits in Weird the Al Story won an award. Now You Know beat out four other songs in this extremely specific category called Song, Streamed Film, No Theatrical Release. In addition to the win, Weird the Al Story was also nominated in the categories of music-themed film, biopicker musical, and score-streamed, live-action film, no theatrical release. Where do they come up with these category names? Who knows? Anyway, from all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. Congratulations to Weird Al and Weird the Al Yankovic Story for the nominations and the win. It was announced yesterday that Village Roadshow Entertainment will oversee
1: the sale of television, streaming, and home entertainment rights to Weird the Al Yankovic Story in all global markets, excluding the U.S.,
0: Canada, U.K., and Latin America. This is really good news for everyone outside of the U.S., Canada, U.K., and Latin America, as it should ensure that they will no longer need to be hooligans and should be able to watch the film legally. We
1: will keep an eye on this developing story and will report back with any significant further information. How awesome for these countries. Originally slated for release on Tuesday, November 22nd, the release of The Illustrated Al, The Songs of Weird Al
0: Yankovic, has been delayed. In an email sent to those who have pre-ordered the books via the publisher Z2 Comics, Z2 said that the books are expected to ship starting the week of December 5th. And in an email
1: apparently to those who pre-ordered the Super Deluxe Edition, it was also stated that the Weird Al Yankovic branded mini-accordions are delayed until March 2023 due to supply chain
0: issues. A notice on Z2's website also mentions that Softcover editions will be available exclusively through retail on November twenty second, two thousand twenty two, and Amazon.com, Indiebound, and Barnes and Barnes and Noble's listings
1: for the book claim it will be released December twentieth, while Books a Million lists a December thirteenth release date.
0: Prior to the emails being sent out by Z2, friend and supporter of the podcast, Jake Larson claims he posted on the Facebook page for Z2 asking about the release date, only to have his posts deleted by the page. The confusion over the release date and how this is all being handled has caused some
1: fans to cite concerns over the Z2 Comics brand based on anecdotes, their actions, and their reputation when it has come to other highly anticipated releases in the past.
0: We will keep an eye on this developing story and we'll report back with any significant further information.
1: Wife of Weird Al, Suzanne Yankovic,
0: has shared some extremely
1: interesting videos on her public Instagram account at Suzanne Gankovic photo in the
0: past week. First up is a barefoot Weird Al donning his famous blue Simpsons robe, hilariously covering an accordion tune as seen in the new Kate Blanchett film Tar.
1: Suzanne also shared two videos of Weird Al performing in some sort of celebrity garage band supergroup featuring David Wayne on drums, along with fellow The State alums, Ken Marino and Joe LaTrulio, as well as actress
0: Beth Dover and additional unnamed performers. In the first video, Al is singing, We're an American Band by Grand Funk Railroad. And in the second, Al's playing accordion on Cheap Tricks, I Want You to Want Me.
1: I am so interested to find out what is going on here. Is Al working on a supergroup album? Is he just having fun? What do you think, Dave? I think Al is auditioning additional support for his upcoming
0: European tour. Well, if that's the case, then I guess I'm flying out to Europe because that would be super cool. (laughs) Our friend Lee Seitz alerted us that past guest and friend of the podcast, Kelly Phillips, appears on the most recent episode of a podcast called Fave 5 from Fans. It's episode number 71, and Kelly talks
1: about her favorite five Weird Al songs, and even mentions sitting next to her favorite Weird Al podcast hosts at the Philadelphia screening of Weird the Al Yankovic
0: Story, among other things. If you want to check it out, you can find all the details over at fave5fromfans.com.
1: We also wanted to alert you that our friend Chris Show is putting on an encore presentation of Zoom Jeopardy for
0: fans, friends, and listeners of our podcast. Head on over to group.2000inch.com for the event information. Zoom Jeopardy will kick off at 9.30 p.m. Burrito Burrito time on Saturday, November 26th.
1: This episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped-in-a-quesadilla Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito your Burrito Burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for Moth watering loaded, dare I say, burrito. Beefy vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hunger with Out of This World! Plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit com and
0: wizardburger.com to order ahead. Ooh, that noise hasn't tickled our eardrums in a while. Yes, yeah, oh. What does it mean? I think that means we have a message on our 347 spatula hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast.
2: All right, play that message, intern Frank, or else... Hey, Gilden Chillers, Johnny O'Hearn here calling for a little sentimental moment. I wanted to say that Heather and I met a fellow fan of the podcast, Out in the Wild, so, we are at a photo-op line at Rhode Island Comic Con to meet the devil himself, the newly crowned AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. The man who is better than you, and you know it. And amidst a sea of pro-wrestling tees and cheap knockoff Burberry scarves, I see a pretty stinking majestic weird The Al Yankovic Story hat. Conversation is struck up, and it turns out this guy, Will, listens to the show. If I recall correctly, he gave you a Mr. Good bar for your Darwin, Minnesota wooden nickels. Anyways, that was pretty sweet. It was really nice meeting you, Will. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm just realizing. Did y'all think I was gonna say MJF listens to the podcast? Oh no, 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 no. He'd surely rather shove a railroad spike through his skull. No offense.
0: Oh, very cool. Thanks for the call, Johnny. We totally remember meeting Will at the weird screening in Philadelphia. Yeah, we got a picture giving him some wooden nickels in exchange for Mr. Goodbar.
1: Dave, did you ever eat that Mr. Goodbar he gave you? Not yet. It's still living in the fridge. Hey-oh! Well, I didn't eat it yet because I still have to have my mom check it for razor blades.
0: Well, Johnny, despite your certainty, the jury is still out if MJF listens to our podcast, because one thing we do know is that our podcast sure is popular among wrestlers.
1: Wait, Dave, why do you say that? Is that just because the official, actual, verified, not just the $8 paid, at John
0: Cena follows us on Twitter? John Cena follows us on Twitter? Why can't I see him? Anyway, what I was getting at is that two time WWE Hall of Famer X Pac, aka the 123 Kid, aka Sean Waltman, retweeted our post about having David Bloom on the latest episode.
1: I don't know what any of that means, Dave, but it does turn out that David's dad is a big
0: name wrestling agent. Who knew? Trust me, being retweeted by X-Pac is a big, big deal. All of our listeners who are also professional wrestling fans are freaking out right now. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Uh, too sweet. Our intern Frank tells us he will be posting the first few episodes from our weird bonus series exclusively for our Patreon family to hear first over at Patreon.com 2000inch in the very near future with additional episodes to follow. We're super excited for you to hear
1: all about it. And as you know, we recorded bonus episode concert reviews for every concert
0: that either Dave or I attended on the tour. Stay tuned to our official Patreon page at patreon.com slash 2000inch as Intern Frank will share those over there first as soon as they are ready. Last episode, we aired the
1: first part of our interview with David Bloom, the incredible actor who portrays Teenage Al in Weird the Al Yankovic story. He shared so many great insights and stories, and we just can't wait for you to hear the rest of the interview. So let's pick it up right where we left off on our last episode.
3: Like now, if I'm ever at a poker party and someone's passing around an accordion, <laughs> I can do something. I can you got show it. off You got it. it. I'm good. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it was. It's fun, man. It's fun. So I like cool. it. Have you played it uh, since? I don't know where to get my hands on one. You're Weird Al. <laughs> oh, sure. Right. Yeah. That's, I am. I did play a young Weird Al, That That's fair um i haven't got no i haven't i haven't played it since um um it was <laughs> i was like part of me was like do i continue do i keep going on accordion <laughs> lessons and learn to play this thing um because i'm always because i'm always learning to you know i want to play things and i'm gonna learn things so part there was that part that was like i've had to play instruments for things before and i've kept going is this another one of those but i have not got to play it since i Hopefully, I can though because it's a neat little party trick. Now,
1: now in the scene with Toby or or Nick Yankovic, he mm-hmm. actually smashes your accordion. Is that a real accordion getting smashed, or is that movie magic?
3: Oh yes, that's a that's a that's a real accordion. Wow, that's a real that's a real accordion. And obviously, they did it. You know, they they swapped it, um, and they did it. In its own special insert of smashing the accordion, very specific, like, you know, like a, it was a stunt. So they did it in a very stunt way. No, but it was, I think they only had like three or four. Oh, wow. So they had to really. It, maybe, maybe that's a little more. Oh, yeah. They really, they had a, only a couple of takes to really get it, but I think, I think they did it as many times as they could, but really. They didn't need more than one or two. It went so well. It went, oh, cool. it went really well.
1: Were you there for that?
3: Oh, yeah. I was, wa- I was watching on the monitor. It was great. That was the same day <laughs> that... That was the penultimate day of filming. I was watching it. I was, we'd done everything that, for that scene. And the last thing we were going to do was... Toby smash on the accordion. And set up the little camera, put the insert down, and just tossed it to the ground oh it was fun it was so fun that was so fun
1: now i have to say if if i was there and i assume if dave was there we probably would have left with a pocket full of accordion pieces <laughs> did you <laughs> were you tempted did you get to grab some
3: keys tempted or to, i didn't get a chance to, to stuff my pockets or anything but i was tempted i was tempted okay. i have to say to, to, to get... <laughs> To get some accordion pieces in there. Um, <laughs> I still had my accordion at home that I was practicing on. So I had enough to go around, but I was kind of tempted to kind of collect. <laughs> um, I mean, I had already had, I had already was, I was done up in the wig and the glasses and and, and the, the clothes. And the, so it just like, I felt such, you know, such a part of it that I was, I was, I was satisfied beyond compare <laughs> But I did, you know, I kind of saw some of those keys fly around. And I'm like, I could take one. <laughs> Maybe. Don't tell, Um, don't tell Prost. <laughs> they wouldn't
1: have cared. <laughs> don't tell Art. Don't tell Art Department. <laughs> now, speaking of Art Department, oh. uh, there's a couple other pretty iconic pieces that you got to work with. And I, first, let's go to the accordion magazine. Mm, oh my God. Yeah. The uh, accordion world magazine. Now is that the just, accordion
3: uh, world magazine? Uh,
1: I, I think I know the answer to this, but I, I just want to hear it from you. That wasn't a full magazine. That was just like a piece of paper. <laughs> no, that was just,
3: I think I, I, if I can, if I remember correctly, I think it was just, there was like four, it was the cover, a back and two fake pages. And then the rest was just an actual magazine, so I kind of had to have my finger on which page was the right one to open to because if I didn't it would just be like a like a random magazine okay. um, but right I would that was oh next ask, I'll go more into it but yes what's what's what else you want to know about
1: well, the other big iconic thing that um I don't know if you got to actually be with, but in the same scene of you is Hey Boy, which is, you know, the introduction oh, of Hey Boy. Oh, oh, you know, Toby's holding Hey Boy.
3: The Hey Boy.
1: Did you get a I selfie with love. Hey Boy? Tell me about everything uh, you know.
3: I wish. I love the Hey Boy. The oh, scene yeah. of the Hey Boy in the bed just, don't let the bedbugs give you terrors, and the hay <laughs> hey boy is just in the bed sprawled out i the only thing you know i was i got i got to see the scenes with the hay boy of them you know finding it and, um and everything and i got to see that that other scene with julianne but the last scene that we filmed on that day with that with that house was um me and the police you know being held <laughs> She opens the door. Julianne opens the door. Toby runs in with the hay Boy, got it by the, like the neck or the <laughs> shirt, right. holding it up. It's just, ugh. I did get I did get the the Boy was, oh my yeah. And then the next scene, the hay Boy's on the other side of the couch. So I got to yeah. I got to play around with the hay Boy a lot and That's and uh, be around it. And it was oh god, it was it was so funny. That's still I'm not. It's one of my favorite scenes is Is when the Hey Boy is just laying in the bed and,
1: yes. and it stands over
3: it. it's just so stupid and so perfect. It's great.
1: Because yeah, like on the bus when they say Hey Boy and, and, you know, your character doesn't know what that is and, you know, watching it for the first time, I'm like, Hey Boy, what does that mean? Like what, you know, I'm not in on this. And then, you know, the reveal of the bed with the Hey Boy. <laughs> I mean, it's just,
3: it's just like great. a str- guy made a, like a boy made a straw. <laughs> Um oh my god, no. I said <laughs> first I just when I first read it, I was like, oh, like a like a scarecrow kinda. Maybe. <laughs> like I kinda got it, but then a couple, you know, we had to kind of like explain it when we were talking about it. And and then <laughs> and it was funny too, because uh the two the the two other guys uh playing Kip and Robbie, um they were like, hey boy, and <laughs> like here. Here's what a hey boy is. I showed him pictures, and it was just—it's eh, just so funny. It's—it's it's just so funny.
0: That's <laughs> oh, great. Now that you know about the secrets of hey boy, where do you plan to use that? Maybe jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent now answer. Now that I'm
3: now that I'm an adult, maybe because I couldn't sneak out anymore. Because I'm because I can drive, and I'm. <laughs> legal. So jury duty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Perfect answer. <laughs>
3: That's a great <laughs> answer.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Well, you got to work with some pretty big names, you know, Julian Nicholson, Toby Huss, and Scott Ogerman. Mm-hmm. Can you just tell us what it was like working with uh, those three amazing actors?
3: Oh, they're, they're just, I just have nothing but incredible things to say about all of them. I mean, they're just there's so. I mean, one, uh, they're wonderful human beings. I have to say, like they're just very, just kind, personable. We had, you know, great conversations. But then, just acting wise, you know, drama wise, comedy wise. Like I was saying, when I was working with Toby, when I was working with Toby, it was very hard not to laugh, especially when I was on camera, because that's when you holding it back more. Right. I mean, he just, the first first take, first scene, just in it right away. Just, you know, just full. Oh, he's so funny. He's so talented. It was really fun to work with him because to be able to work with people that, that give you something to work with, like you can play off of them. And as an actor, I'd say myself, I feel like I do better work when I'm working with somebody that gives it, that helps me that kind of right. lets me, you know, cause that's just, it's, it's more fun. It's you get to be more creative. So just to watch him work and then you kind of have his anger and then Julianne is just so sweet and funny. And <laughs> some of the scenes that I'm not into, she's, she's great. I'm just, just calling to let you know that your father uh, is not, proud of you and (laughs) just that's just just even that scene in the trailer that's like we think it's best if you just don't be who you are like the way she's just like uh and and she comes into i don't know i don't know if this made it because of just pacing but after that scene where he smashes the accordion i run out of the room and slam the door (laughs) she comes in she goes what's what happened? Where's 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 Alfie? And then Toby, with just just all seriousness, just looks at her and goes, "He's dead." What? <laughs> not dead dead to cut. me. Dead, dead to me. Hands down, one of my favorite lines. I'm so sad that it didn't make the cut, but it was just them playing off of each other. Of his just just comedic seriousness. Just his just the sincerity of how just dark it was to her, just sweet and funny and the two of them. And, right. this, and then Scott was great. He came in um, just to do the one little, you know, be the cop and just, right, just you know, just the a, a, a delight to be around and talk to and just came in and <laughs> it, was fun- it was funny. He's like, do you mind if I, if I, grab your shoulder. I'm like, just just do whatever's funniest. <laughs> grab me by the shoulder. Knocks on the door. So it was, it was like the weird, you know, we were pushing the clock a little bit because we had to finish up the day and it was the last scene that we did and <laughs> it was so funny because I had to be so sad and serious while Toby's running in with the hay boy. Just... <laughs> oh, oh my god. It's hard to be serious in a scene where you have to be, but it's really funny because it's really funny. (laughs) And when it's genuinely actually funny, I want to laugh because (laughs) I think it's just so ridiculously great. Um, But I just have to play it like so sad. And so, you know, I wanted to play up that, like, that, yeah, this is Weird Al as a a kid, but at the same time, this is a tortured soul that just wants to be himself, but is told that he can't. And that's part of the character and that comes out with getting yelled at by my dad and, and, and my mom who, you know, wants the best for me, but is, you know, worried and, and just kind of that, that dynamic. So you gotta keep playing it so serious. Like, this is my life. This is everything. This is all that I want to do. And my parents who are just, old-fashioned or essentially telling me you can't do this you have to do what we want you to do but it's so funny because he runs in with the accordion and the hey boy and the it's just it's (laughs) so hard not to laugh but when you gotta like keep this internal monologue going of serious seriousness I'm here I'm real I'm this is sad I'm, I'm hurt I'm sorry I'm it's it's such a great I'm just I'm so impressed by this whole thing
1: we haven't talked too much about outside of the actual accordion part of the polka party scene. Just the ridiculousness of you know teenagers having this secret polka party and listening to accordion music, huh. and dancing and the chicken dance. Um, what, what are some of your <laughs> uh, favorite parts of filming that?
3: Oh, I mean, just the whole, just the whole set decoration of it. Just, just the way that they they took this place and half the kids were. You know, in street, 70s street clothes. And then (laughs) the kids, like you saw, Lederhosen and, you know, (laughs) hats and just, you know, Bavarian, (laughs) just Scandinavian polka clothes, like just (laughs) your stereotypical. And it was just like the fact that it was all just polka music playing. And extras who are just like, oh, I, you know, I just took this job because it was just, you know, extra work. The background who were just, I mean, these these people were dressed up in hosen and told, hey, it's just grab arms, link arms, and just dance in a circle. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. And background, it's, it's, it's probably the weirdest background job I think a lot of these people have had because they were just, and it was so funny watching them just because the three of us are, um, dressed pretty standard for the seventies. And then you have half of the extras who are dressed in lederhosen and, 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 and you know, there's suspenders and their hats and their shin their clogs and their, their shoes. <laughs> I mean, it was just the music they were playing, the, the, the costumes, the way people were dressed. It was so funny. The first, it's so jarring. Cause you think polka party and you're like, Oh, it'll be so cool to see a polka party. And then you go into it and it's a polka party. Like, you can't <laughs> imagine it until you're there. And then you're like, oh, this is actually, you know, the fact that they're talking about, you know, polka records. And, um, oh my God, it was just, no, it was such a unique scene that I don't ever, I never thought that was something I'd do as an actor. And it's one of my favorite scenes that I've, I think I've ever, my favorite set yeah. of scenes that I think I've ever found in my entire life.
1: Oh, I love that you actually listened to our uh, breakdown of the trailer. Um. Oh yeah. You were,
3: it was great. It was, it was, I just, it was, I mean, it's a, you guys went, it was a short trailer, but it was, I was so impressed. By just how how much of a deep dive you guys took into it i was like i would i'd be listening to it i'm like let's see you know maybe jump ahead like 15 seconds and it's the same topic just and i'm like this is great this is this is fantastic So it's so in depth i'm like i i watched this trailer like a couple times and i'm like oh cool there's me oh it looks great and then just listen to that it's just (laughs) diving into it i was just oh my oh no real bro i was it was great
1: now, I think in there, I I mentioned, I thought the polka party was shot perhaps in the same house as the other scenes with you. Is that, was I correct or is that
3: a different location? Oh, you were, you were very close. You were very close. It was not the same place, but it was the same street. Ah. So we, we shot in, you were very, I was listening to that <laughs> and I was like, okay, almost, almost. Because I'm like, I know. <laughs> I sitting here listening to it. About to get on a plane, I'm, 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 I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> um No, it was not shot in the same house. It was we shot in Pomona, California, and there is this. There's a couple streets of these very 70s, 60s, even 50s looking houses hmm. of just hmm. one story, very old, typical garage, and they all look the same. And I had never. It's like it's by, I think. It's Holly Pomona, I wanna say. Um, so it's I mean it's fairly far from the city. Um and I had never been there and I had no idea what these houses were. I still really don't know. I mean, my best assumption was that they're all just kind of kept like that for filming. Oh, okay. Huh, interesting. Like you can like I don't know who lives there. I don't know what it, I don't, I just kind of made my own little assumptions and I'm sure it's a Google away, but the, the Al's house was shot in, a, in that, the exterior i they have of that house. That's, they shot in that house. Oh, um, okay. and then the polka party was shot in a, in a house, maybe across the street, but it was like long driveway, huge lawn, this like gigantic, like, you know, low, low ceilings, you know, 50s, 60s archways, very old looking. But it was all shot in that little area of, I think it was California, Pomona? But it was in Pomona, mm-hmm. California. It was all shot in that area that felt like it was kept the same for filming because then every now and then I'll see like a car commercial that's like you know, cars in the past blah 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 and they drive past that street and Oh, interesting. they want it to be the 60s and oh, that's cool. so I think it's a specific place but I I could be totally wrong. Don't quote me, but that house, I believe they do an exterior on it. That was one of the houses on the street. I believe that is the house that we did shoot in. Um, That doorway is the actual doorway. Like, it's not like you go, you go into the house and it's actually where we shot. And the same thing. I don't think they show the exterior of the polka party, but it was just this huge, like old house that we were able to get the living room and, the den and that little dining room that they were able to pace around. And I don't, they do it. They decorated them look pretty similar. They all kind of had the same look, but it was just such a, just a relic because you know, we're in the seventies. So the TV's old and the table's old <laughs> and, 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 and right. the furniture's old and you know, they gotta be, be accurate. So to walk in that house and just stare at it was just, it was, it was, it was like being in the past. It really was. It was great.
0: So David, I've assumed, I have assume you've seen the, the entire film by now and I'm just curious, what did you think about that surprise ending?
3: Run it by me one more time which, what you mean by surprise ending.
0: Okay. At the end uh, of the film, Weird Al is up on stage accepting an award
3: and he ends up getting shot
0: and killed. Oh yeah,
3: I have seen that part. I thought it was just, Okay. I mean, it's just, I, I, I still think about it to this day because it was just, I thought it was perfect (laughs) I thought it was just like I just I think the fact that it's one because I I have seen I have not been able to see the entire film yet but I have seen and I'm sure by the time this is out I will have seen it but I mean I'm absolutely gonna watch it the first day that it comes out (laughs) but right (laughs) I have seen that scene um because that connects directly with the thing that i was saying about the the technically you know not the but arguably the most famous accordion player in extremely specific genre (laughs) of music um yeah and that award that was a really funny scene too but just the fact that he gets up in the front row with this huge gun (laughs) like it's so like because the i mean because obviously not Obviously, he's fine. <laughs> obvious, but it's just the fact that it's like it kind of like it ends like a biopic, like the beard Owl was. I can't remember the words say, but it was like you know, we're shot and killed, assassinated. It's, just, it's such a, it's right. like obviously not, but it's so over the top in such a real, funny, stupid, great way that it's like, how else? with this movie end, how i mean i mean he's like it's such a rock star story how how else do you want the movie to end like it's (laughs) no i have seen that part um and i'm i i think it's a great choice i think the fact that it's just like again just just obviously not but the fact that it's like because it's you know how real is this really sure but you know it's just it, it adds on and it piles on. And I think if it was just a real ending about, you know, how real biopic, well, this is a real biopic, right. But you know how non satirical, non weird owl biopics <laughs> I'd say, um, cause obviously there are things in this biopic that are not as accurate as some others. Um, like the ending. Um, <laughs> I, I'd say that if it ended like your standard true, true story, it wouldn't be as satisfying that if it just ended in just a Weird owl way, and I think it's I think it's just because yeah you know you want on the one hand a, a retelling of this guy's life and and how Al was be able to be so famous, but on the other hand you want Weird Owl to tell you a hilarious story, and I think that. Just adds to it so much, and just it's it's just the. I mean, it's it's the way I see this film um, is if you like Weird Al, you'll love this film because everything you like about, about Weird Al is everything this film is, and if you appreciate that everything that that Al does and his personality, his music, his his um, his comedy. Um, acting and movies and, and 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 bits and everything in that regard then this is ever this is everything in that it's just like it's just it's so weird out. and that's everything that i would want from this movie as just someone that's watching it and to be able to be him and <laughs> do four or five scenes that are just so weird out. hiding the fact that i'm playing an accordion not being a classic accordion player anymore. <laughs> and, you know, the polka party. And, and there was this great, um, oh, my God, there was this great scene that, oh, my God, it was um, Andrew that plays, or not, not Andrew, I think it was, I can't remember if it was, has been a minute, I think it was Kip, maybe, instead of Rob One of them stops me. And no, it Andrew that played Robbie. Try, it's, but one of them stops me and grabs me on the shoulders and says, why don't you live a little, like, so serious. Like, guys, I got to get out of here. Pulls me like, so just genuine. And then immediately, skips away to the polka music and it was the funniest <laughs> thing that I think I've ever seen. It was just come on man why don't you just get out of your bubble and, li- and, li- and live a little Um, and then just his living a little he skips away to the polka music and then yeah. <laughs> too I will say I'm not sure because when this is out I will have seen it I did not get a chance to see this part but and you can and tell me if this made it Um, there was when we first shot the, the scene where I finished playing the accordion and I'm smiling at everybody, they kind of just, yeah. Oh my God. They start clapping, but they, I'm not sure which one they kept, but there were a couple variations where they just, they all explode with, ch- with just cheering like, like we just won the world series. <laughs> just like it was everything they wanted and more. And they just, <laughs> everyone's quiet and just three two, one like, yeah. <laughs> Not sure which version hit, but that was just, oh my God, that was such a great, I was so impressed by that. I thought that was so funny. And just the fact that, you know, they went from, you know, just, you know, looking at me like the hell to the fact that. Right. They just explode and love it and <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so funny. Oh, it's so ridiculously good. I'm actually pretty
1: interested in what are the circumstances in that you're able to see some of these cuts before the movie was together? Was that part of your contract or just oh David, you gotta see this?
3: <laughs> pretty much what it was was it was just um just ADR sessions was pretty much it. Is I went in for um Couple a couple months after filming it, I I went in for ADR, and that was when you know he's just like, hey, take a look. And then I got to see my stuff, and I got to see a little bit of the ending. Um, obviously, we didn't have time to sit down and watch the whole thing. Uh, Not just ADR sessions. I'm sure that if I, you know, wrote people and said, hey, I really wanted this and that, um, but everyone who has worked on it, producers, directors, uh, you know, Al. Um, and Eric Capel, who is so again, I will never shut up about this. He's one of my favorite directors. I think I've ever worked with at this point. So <laughs> fantastically funny and wonderful, and just just great to be around. You know, just great to really, as a director, just you know, helps you feel good about what you're doing, and 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 is just encouraging and wonderful and funny, and has a great comedic mind. Um, he, you know, he just he was he just kind of gave me the vibe of just impressed with everything. And he was just very keen to be like, Hey, look what you were able to do. (laughs) And, um, no, it was, I was just, you know, I, I have grown up a lot as a person and, you know, I've gone from, you know, everybody hates listening to themselves and everybody hates watching themselves until, you know, you kind of look at it one day and you listen to what are you like? That's (laughs) maybe I'm making this a bigger deal than I thought. And then you kind of just, you know, I mean, especially with the glasses and the wig and I look like myself, but I also don't, but it was, it was just to watch it and to see it after filming it. And, you know, I, you know, you leave the day and you're like, I feel good about that. I felt proud. And then to see it kind of come together and be like, oh my God, what I wanted to do, (laughs) at least in my eyes, plays, obviously there's going to be some people that watch it and be like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Okay. Maybe not the greatest thing they've ever seen, but they'll like it. No, They'll no, like it. No, no, no,
1: Dave. Um, I, I'm speaking for myself and for Dave. Uh, greatest thing we've ever seen.
3: <laughs> I hope you agree <laughs> with me, Dave.
1: <laughs> of course.
3: Oh well, I'm sure. Um, but I'm sure that now and then you'll find somebody that will watch the movie. Maybe my scenes will be like, mm, I don't know. But at least for me, that has that has been able to see what I've been able to see. I'm just so hooked, and I just think it's just so. Ugh, it's just so brilliant
1: now just for anyone who doesn't know what ADR is can you just give us a just a, a very brief description I think there's enough context clues in what you said but just in case sure
3: yeah so ADR is essentially the best way I think I could describe it is going back into a recording booth and essentially dubbing over the lines that you said but did not come out clear enough. For the final cut of the movie so for example one of the lines that you essentially you digitally replace one of the lines that I've had to replace um, was just some of the some of the lines where I was looking at a I'm I'm not I'm not gonna play it I'm, i sometimes that won't come out as clear as you want it to maybe it was just a law of issue or a boom issue or it's just you you know you didn't get it out as as enunciated as you want you go into the studio a little bit later, you just dub it over. And most of the time you can't even tell that it was dubbed over. And uh, and while you're there, what's nice about ADR is you get to, you watch the whole thing while it happens. So you get to see what you've done. And it's kind of a little like, yeah, you got to put more work in and redo some of the lines. But at the same time, you get to watch what you've done. And right. That's so that cool. might be sometimes that's the first thing. So first cool. time yeah. you've actually seen it. So I, uh, I, 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 I like the fact that I was able to see this movie uh, and see what I've been able to see of it. So very fun.
1: Well, David, I know you're, as you said, you're back into acting. You're doing a lot of stuff now. What is uh, something upcoming that we should watch for you in after Weird is released?
3: Oh, my God. Yes. Um, Well, I am in the upcoming show on Disney Plus American Born Chinese. Cool. Um, I have about, I'm in about five out of eight episodes of that. Um, Just Oh, I've already seen at this point, you know, I've, I've already seen a couple teasers and this and that. It looks incredible. Everyone that was that was on that did such an incredible job. And I'm just truly, I'm really lucky to be a part of that. And then I just, um, which will not be out for a while, but I just finished a feature film um, called Screams from the Tower. And hey, when that'll be out, I wish I could give a definitive answer, but in the next year, cool. I'm sure it'll be places. Oh, cool. Keep an eye out. I always throw a bunch of random stuff on my story for whatever I've been in with probably zero context to make it go, why does this guy keep reposting weird owl stuff? But <laughs> um, <laughs> just articles about it. This guy's a big fan, huh? Uh, so, but next thing you can look at me look out for me for is American born Chinese and really proud of that. And if people are interested in following you on uh,
1: Twitter and Instagram, it's at David H bloom. And David, this has just been so incredible to chat with you hear about oh, your experience great. in the film, learning that you're not only just, you know, someone who looks like weird Al did a great job in the film. You're also a fan of weird Al. Thank you. Uh, it sure. makes, makes us so happy. So Really glad we got to connect with you and thanks for joining us.
3: Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me on. You know, I love, I love to talk and talk and talk, especially about Weird Al and especially (laughs) about making this thing. And it's, I'm, I'm, I had such a great time and I'm very lucky that I was able to be a part of this and talk to y'all. Thank you again for having me on.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us last episode in this episode, David. We had so much fun talking to you.
1: We can't wait to catch David on Disney Plus next year
0: in American Born Chinese. I bet it's going to be great. And for other David Bloom related news and updates, be sure to give him a follow over at David H. Bloom on Instagram and Twitter.
1: This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota...
0: Uh, beautiful. It's also cold. For our listeners who are planning to visit Darwin, Minnesota today, the best time to visit will happen sometime between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m.
1: I mean, Dave, surely the best time to visit
0: Darwin, Minnesota is any time. Why are we signaling out that specific hour? Well, at 9 a.m. today, the predicted temperature will be 24 degrees Fahrenheit, and at 10 a.m., the predicted temperature will be 29 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: Oh, I see what you're getting at. Sometime during that early morning hour, it will be exactly
0: 27 degrees Fahrenheit in Darwin, Minnesota. Exactly. And if we assume temperature rises in a linear fashion, then every 12 minutes during that hour, the temperature will rise exactly one degree. So what
1: you're saying is it will be 25 degrees Fahrenheit at 9:12.
0: And 26 degrees Fahrenheit at 924. Yep. The most opportune time to visit Darwin, Minnesota today will be at exactly 936 a.m. when the temperature is exactly 27 degrees Fahrenheit. Nice! All right, Dave, do Albuquerque next. I can't. The lowest temperature in Albuquerque today is going to be 28 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, so visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next linearly expedition. Discover Darwin, more
1: than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit
0: discoverdarwin.biz. This is a special hamster alert to the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Owl podcast broadcast alert system, sponsored by Jack Bateman.
1: Did you know that hamsters have six senses? Whoa, I totally did not.
0: Well, believe me, it is true. I read it on the internet. All right, so I'm guessing five of those senses are eyesight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch. But what is the sixth sense? It's a 1999
1: thriller movie written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, but that's not important right now. No, no, no. I meant, what is the Hamster's Sixth Sense? Well, according to website omelet.us,
0: the Hamster's Sixth Sense is whiskers. Wait, so is this a website about eggs or Shakespeare or what? Why are they writing about hamsters? Oh, it's not just
1: hamsters, Dave. They also share facts about other animals. Oh, which animals? Well, chickens, guinea pigs, gerbils, cats, birds, dogs, and Christmas.
0: I am so confused.
1: That is all for this episode's very important special hamster alert
0: via the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al Podcast broadcast alert system. Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al Podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Jackson Scoggins, Discover Darwin, Jack Bateman, and Mark Heidenreich. Our podcast is also supported by everyone in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend-level Patreon supporters, Zeb, Adriana, Ajax, Allison, Blair, Dana, Gus and Alicia, Jake, Javier, Kenneth, Kev, Matthew, Mike, Nancy, NES Josh64, Scott, UH Jeff, and Zach. Also thanks to Alexis and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family.
1: If you enjoy our freakishly fantastic, family-friendly, wonderful, wild, wacky, weird owl podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com 2000inch. There are incredible, awesome benefits like getting your name mentioned on the podcast, just like those awesome people, and your own private
0: RSS feed, plus access to secret episodes, among other perks. And now would be a really good time to join if you have not already... Because not only will you be the first to hear our remaining The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour Concert Review Bonus Episodes, you will also be the first to hear our brand new Weird The Al Yankovic Story Insider Bonus Episode Series.
1: And don't forget to check out our official merchandise over at shop.2000inch.com. All proceeds from purchases of merchandise go directly towards supporting our fine podcast. And now that American Thanksgiving is here, why not purchase a timely
0: face mask and start an argument with your uncle? We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community over at group.2000inch.com, and be sure to visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rumpf Agouti-related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and guests over at weirdowlpodcast.com or 2000inch.com.
1: And while you're there, click on Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episodes to follow along with our adventures on tour, or Black and White and Weird All Over Bonus Episodes for our special series where author
0: John Bermuda Swartz walks us through his first book, page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you for subscribing and leaving reviews on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you are subscribed because not only does it help the podcast, it gives you 5% cash back on all credit card purchases. Plus, we also love it when we receive voicemail via our official patent-pending 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347-SPATULA. You might even hear your message in a future episode.
1: Thank you once again to this episode's guest, David Bloom. We also want to thank John Katz, Lee Seitz, Johnny O'Hearn, Jake Larson, Chris Show, Catherine Kiesling, Steve Barnes, X-Pac, and John Cena. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song. And thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible.
0: Thank you for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. And until next time, remember to gill and chill. Hey, Dave, tis the season, so what are you thankful for? Well, for one, I'm thankful we haven't made the joke yet that Thanksgiving is just Thursday for people outside the U.S., but to be honest, it would be a lot easier for me to list all the things I'm not thankful for. Well, I would hate to cause you any single, even slight,
1: inconvenience whatsoever, Dave. So what are you not thankful for? Well, number one on the list, Intern Frank. Okay, okay, we all knew you were going to say that. Yeah, so he totally sucks. Yeah, you're right. He really sucks. Really, really sucks.
0: That was David Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast, episode 178-inch. As
1: seen in the Times Union by Eric Pell's in-laws. Did you get any souvenirs from the, the set? I know you said you didn't get the uh, Smash
3: accordion. I don't think I got. I don't think I got any souvenirs from this set. Um, but I did get just two days of like twelve plus hours yeah. of <laughs> wearing a wig, which you think would just be fine. Well, I mean, who thinks it's fine? But so many clips, a lot of clips. So I got, to, I got to look more like Weird Al for two days. And I think uh, that's, that's, that's enough. That's beyond enough. Exactly.
0: And if we assume temperature rises linearly, linearly. Exactly. And if we assume temperature rises linearly, the, linearly, I can't say that word. Exactly. And if we assume temperature rises linearly... (sighs) Exactly. And if we assume temperature rises linearly... Dave! (laughs) Linearly. Linearly. Exactly. And if we assume lip... (laughs)